This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Friday, May 8th. Welcome to NFP Friday. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. It is Non-Farm Payrolls Friday, and the consensus has a negative 22 million headline print for the BLS report penciled in. It will be very telling how close the number actually comes to estimates. However, we're less convinced that the data itself is actually going to drive price action today. The session is setting up to be one that further extends the divergence between financial markets and the incoming data. Equity futures are pointing to a strong open with 2,900 in the S&P already achieved, and the prospects are improving for a run to 3,000. That's a level that was frankly inconceivable as recently as a month ago. Our take remains that the reversal of March's stock losses and the record low two-year yield print yesterday, in fact, we reached about 11 basis points overnight, reflect the same overarching dynamic. Investors' expectations for the Fed to retain an extraordinarily accommodative monetary policy stance for the foreseeable future and the fact that the eventual results of Powell's efforts will be constructive for the real economy. The essence of the debate is one of timing, as is often the case with two diverging forecasts based on the same sets of facts. A second wave of COVID-19 is widely anticipated, but not one which leads to the reinstatement of lockdown orders. If this comes to fruition, dip buying in risk assets could very well prove to have been justified. The flip side is a resurgence of the coronavirus that results in another halt of the domestic economy, the ramifications for future consumption patterns, the stability of the banking system, and even basic services would be much more dire, if for no other reason than that the bar for another shutdown is presumably very high. Moreover, the experiences in certain regions in Asia and Europe suggest that reopening and avoiding a second shutdown is a very reasonable goal for the U.S. Given this context, the question quickly becomes, how much does this morning's NFP data actually matter for refining market participants' expectations for the forward path of rates in the real economy. On a scale of 1 to 10, we'd give it a C-. Not that there's no informational content in the BLS's official numbers. After all, setting the all-time low for jobs is going to be important context going forward. In a respectable attempt to offer perspective, Bloomberg posted a headline this morning reading, April layoffs to test the total of the last nine recessions. So what if it was just the last three recessions? The simple fact that so much of the damage is being done to the labor force in such a condensed period of time is what makes this episode so unique and makes it incomparable to any that have come before. How then should one expect the market to trade the headline NFP figures? With a great deal of skepticism, to say the least. The difference between 25 million job losses and 20 million job losses is very meaningful to 5 million workers. However, it's less clear that the market has the ability to accurately calculate the implications for forward expectations on the pace and the shape of the recovery based on the difference. 
Adding yet another wrinkle into the interpretation of the employment data are reports that firms are struggling to lure back workers given the enhancements to the unemployment benefits via CARES. Yes, eventually weekly payments will run out, although with a national average now of 39 weeks, sidelined employees might lack the urgency to return to work that investors are assuming will spike in FP in the second half of 2020. If we look back at what has been driving the treasury market over the course of the last week, two issues jump out. First, the refunding statement illustrated larger than expected auction sizes for May. And second, we have now seen Fed funds futures pricing in negative rates in 2021. Now, the latter has triggered record low two-year yields and supported the belly of the curve, while the former has added incremental upward pressure on longer-term rates. It's this steepening of the curve that we expect will become thematic going forward. And while we haven't seen the second leg, which will be driven by inflation expectations, we're still relatively impressed with the first wave and how steep the curve, particularly twos, tens, and fives, thirties, have managed to get as a result. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Stay safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. 
To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure slash.